It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys lose in overtime. What does this mean for the rest of their season? All that more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, We got a heck of a game to talk about. I mean, at the very least, what a crazy game this was. Uh, uh, One of a sea of very bizarre games that happened today on on uh, as we enter in the last month of the season. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. The Cowboys lose in overtime to Jacksonville on a wild interception, and not even in the top three wildest finishes of uh, 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 of Week 15. Right, the the Vikings come back. We had an insane game with the Raiders. The Texans took the Chiefs to overtime. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert had a ridiculous comeback against the Titans. I mean, just a wild day altogether. Yeah, football. absolutely, just chaos. I mean, especially this is this is felt like September football in December. Honestly, yeah. it was very yeah. bizarre. All right, let's before we talk about the offense and the defense and what went wrong in this game against Jacksonville. Big picture, how concerning is this loss for the Cowboys to you? I mean, the loss is not all that concerning to me, honestly. It's a non-conference. Uh, you know, opponent. It's uh, you know, look. It's it's concerning the fact that you you needed to be kind of perfect to get a chance to 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 win the 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 East um, and to have an opportunity to get like a higher seating. Um, and so that's kind of out out the window at this point. I mean, you, you got to beat the Eagles and then they got to lose basically the rest of their games. I would think, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, now Dallas has to win out and the Eagles have to lose out. In order to get that. So, I mean, you're pretty much at this point locked into the fifth seed uh, of the playoffs, uh, the NFC uh, uh, playoff seat, seating. Um, so, uh, you know, it's 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 frustrating, it, you know, and, and, you know, especially the, the, the manner in which it happened. Uh, but honestly, I, I, outside of kind of maybe dashing a, a very outside dream at this point or further kind of making putting it out of our reach. Um, it's it's about as inconsequential a loss as you're going to have, you know. I mean, in, in late season, I would think, outside of whatever injuries we may have incurred, that's yeah. really where where I'm concerned. Well, this where this game hurts is it kind of makes next week's game against the Eagles just not all that important. Yeah, like, I, exactly. I, as fans, we were hoping that game would like be for the division, right? Yeah, where absolutely. If the Cowboys yeah. won it. Hey, they uh they're going to be leading the NFC East after 16 weeks. That wasn't going to happen anyways with the Eagles winning against the Bears. There were points at moments in time during this game 
when like you could have looked at the score of the Cowboys game and looked at the score of what was happening in the Eagles game. And like, it looked like it was going to happen. There were, there were times when it looked like the bears are going to pull off an upset against the Eagles and the Cowboys were, you know, obviously going to win this game, but unfortunately neither one of those things happened. And the Cowboys kind of get a game further from their goal as far as trying to unsee the Eagles as the champs in the NFC East. Here's why this loss is concerning for me. We thought all year long that, hey, if teams want to drop back and throw the ball 45 times against Dallas, that's when the Cowboys are going to win, right? Like yeah. they, they can just play that game better than anybody, anybody else because of their offense and then their pass rushers. Jacksonville had 43 dropbacks in this game. They scored 40 points. I know six of them were on defense. Their quarterback threw four touchdowns, and the Cowboys really didn't have a lot of answers uh, on defense. That's – worrisome for me i think teams yeah. are starting to figure out how to beat the cowboys through the air uh, i mean i don't know that it's is i don't think it's about figuring anything out i mean i i i, I think with the thing that people that that jacksonville schematically i felt was able to take advantage of was a lot of the misdirection and attacking the edge especially once Leighton was gone that was a way that they could get their run game going but i think honestly in the past game they simply were being beat like the the Cowboys were not getting home. The the opportunities that Trevor Lawrence had to throw the ball deep, like I, I mean, we can sit here and blame, you know, and, and they certainly did. They pulled Kelvin Joseph, you know, near halftime. You can certainly blame coverage for a lot of this stuff if you want, but honestly, like there was just too many times when Trevor Lawrence had all day in the pocket and didn't get any kind of pressure in his face. Or if he did, uh, they weren't able to finish. I mean, there was was late pressure or whatever, right? Yeah. Like they got, they got hits, they got touches on, on Lawrence, but they certainly weren't affecting him the way that we've been come to uh, expect with this pass rush. So uh, yeah, I would say that I agree as far as the long-term performance concerns I have of this team, the ones that I'm most concerned about are, are, are the pass rush because you yeah. you would need it. You rely on it uh, defensively. It's supposed to be a strength of your team. And, and for two weeks in a row against inferior opponents, you have not played necessarily up to what the expectation level yeah. has been. The other thing for me is like the Cowboys were controlling this game at multiple points and they no. just couldn't put it away, right? They're up 27 yeah. to 10. They allowed Jacksonville to take a was it 31 to 27 lead. You're up by three. With a minute and a half left, you need one first down to put the game away. And the clock management was so poor. The Cowboys, I think, what, they didn't even gain a yard on those three plays. Um, you, situational football. You need to tackle a guy, Evan Ingram, to keep him in bounds. And he's able to drag J. Ron Curse out of bounds. It just seems like the Cowboys had so many opportunities in this game to win it. And they just couldn't do it. And I think if you've been a little bit pessimistic about the Cowboys' chances this year – and you think this is the same old Cowboys, I think this is a game that you can point to and say, yep, this is why this team isn't going to go that far in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's always reasons to point for that if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're like that for sure. I, I, I think, you know, look, it, there was a lot of situational problem stuff that, that like, you know, looking back because the ball didn't bounce the way we wanted to, that it's easy to kind of second guess. I, I you know, it's, it's like that, that, that deep throw that they made to Noah Brown on the third and 10. It hit his hands. You got to catch that ball. It's like the it's like the uh, the, inter- the pick six. Honestly, you got to catch that ball. I, I I think there are times when you know the Cowboys uh, don't execute, and uh, you know that that happens. But but there are also times when the Cowboys don't execute and they get bad luck. Right when, when the ball 
the ball. It's not just that they don't catch it. It's that they volleyball the ball up into the air and the, the other team catches, gets the interception in the key moment yeah. and returns it for a touchdown. It's, it's stuff like that. So, yeah, they've got to kind of – and that's why, honestly, I don't blame McCarthy for going for it on that third and ten because it, it, he was trying to take the game away at that point, you know, because the, all there was just a lot of bad bounce stuff. And It just seemed like I, there was a better way to do it than a 50-yard YOLO ball. I understand. I mean, that was you know that was the the route that that came up with there. But I, as far as the, the the choice to go for it and kind of throw the ball on third and ten, I, I understand it. You know, but but I, I think again, execution failed them in, at times when you know, and, and that's the thing too is that it it, it was not like you know it, it was Dak Prescott not pitching uh, or pitching the ball on that third down when he should have yeah. kept it for, like, to convert. Yeah. It's Noah Brown who you know, had two touchdowns for you earlier in the game, you know, having the ball bounce off his hands into a, another, another defender. So that's, that's what I think was frustrating is that it was, it wasn't you know, even players that were having good games that game, uh, you know, were, were having moments of lapse, you know, concentration and that's all it took. And, you know, the, and then, so all it took was the lack lapse of conversation uh, of concentration combined with bad luck. And, and, you know, it became a huge play going the other way. Yeah. All right. We're going to break it all down from every angle. Lot, lot going on here, but before we do that, I'll let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and help you learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That is betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. We also want to let you guys know about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Layden, let's talk about the Cowboys defense in this game. They allowed 500 yards to Jacksonville in this game, 503 yards, 26 first downs. Uh, Jacksonville had 192 rushing yards. Why couldn't Dallas get stops in this game? Well, again, I, I think you know the 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 start of it to me was Leighton Van Der Esch getting hurt early in this game, and then that combined with just all the you know incredible misdirection that they were running, which really confused the the kind of linebackers that they had in there. I mean, you know, Deron Bland was in there, 
um, you know, obviously just because you wanted him in there, but he's always good to be in there with kind of someone with more experience. Damone Clark. Who, Damone Clark. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I did it again. I I, I'm constantly mixing. Uh, Damone Clark was in there, you know, uh, and, and, and you want him in there because of his athleticism. You obviously want him to get these reps so he can become more experienced. But I think, you know, without Leighton Vander Esch on there to kind of, you know, see, have, having seen some of this misdirection before, having played against the Eagles all those years and having seen kind of what goes on, um, you know, within this sort of offense, uh, that inexperience really, really hurt the Cowboys at the second level. And, and Anthony Barr just didn't seem up to the task. You know, he just couldn't no. get out in front he of the looks blocks. Slow. He looks slow, and 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 I think that is you know they they basically were attacking the edges because no one was able to get there in time you know and they were using a lot of jet sweep and misdirection action and and and, and all it took was just a little bit of an edge and they were able to turn the corner and and, and they have explosive players on this team and and they were able to get them in good spots and 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 then you add that combined with the fact that they gave up huge plays in the past game, which is just not, you know, something that they're normally doing. And and it's, and it's both. Like if you want to ask if it's coverage, if it's pass, if it's a uh, pass rush, it's certainly both. Like, I mean, you, you, you definitely had a situation where, uh, where uh, Zay Jones absolutely toast Joseph for a long touchdown. Um, you had s- certain situations where guys were, were covered, were, you know, it had it all covered. Uh, and then so much time developed in the pocket, and he and, and and Lawrence was able to just buy more and more time, and no one was getting to him and getting him on the ground. That plays became developed open. So, um, you know, we we, we got to see the all twenty two to know for sure. But I, I just know that from you know ten thousand foot view, they clearly had a plan, and they spammed the idea of misdirection runs that would continue to have yeah. success. Uh, and then they mixed in uh, deep passing, which they didn't pay any consequence for at all in the, in, in, in getting their quarterback hit uh, or, or kind of, you know, getting interceptions. Well, I mean, obviously Bland had one, but, but, you know, they didn't pay a huge price considering how much success they ended up happening, having and in, 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 by the end of the game, especially, you know, the third quarter. And the other problem is their pass rush, right? Like Michael Parsons had quite a few pressures in this game. He got a sack, but the problem is you didn't get a lot from anybody else. Like Demarcus no. Lawrence, we talk him up all the time. He just was non-existent. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong had a few pressures, but he was out he was for magn- a long part of the game. He was yeah. out for a while. Sam Williams had a few pressures. Wasn't Watkins able to bring- got his hands on him and couldn't bring him to the ground. I mean, it didn't end up mattering, but it was like it, it's just it was just very indicative of what was happening. You know, they were getting there and, and getting hands on him, but not knocking him down, not affecting him. Yeah, and your four interior defensive linemen again. This is some early numbers from PFF: Oso Digizua, Neville Gallimore, Carlos Watkins, Quentin Bahana, and if you had Chauncey Golston in there had one pressure and it's the one that you're mentioning uh, from Carlos Watkins. Like that's not enough. Like you need yeah. those guys. They don't have to win a ton, but they've got to win more than one time in a game combined. Like that's just not good enough. Uh, it makes sense early in the game because early in the game, they were getting the ball out early. They were throwing the ball fast. They weren't trying to get the Cowboys pass rush, but by the end of the game, they weren't afraid, afraid at all of throwing the ball deep and, and continually after realizing it, it's kind of like, dipping their toes in the water at first, right? Oh, oh, okay. It didn't get hurt. Didn't get hurt. By the end of the game, they were just fully diving, cannonballing, you know, into the passing game without any fear of retribution, any fear of getting hit or, or, or anything happening to them. Let me ask you this. Um, Cowboys have had some issues on defense uh, since the Green Bay game, but it's been so sprinkled in because they yeah. played poorly in Green Bay. They looked awesome against Minnesota. At times they looked good against the Giants. The fourth quarter, they were awesome against the Colts. So it's 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 weird, but how fixable do you think the Cowboys' problems are on defense? 
I mean, I, I think that they're fixable. I think that it's more just a case of, of playing better. I mean, I, look, again, the injury stuff, that's that's the stuff we got to worry about because, like, if Leighton Van Der Esch is out for any long period of time, you got to be concerned about what you saw at linebacker. So I, I think that that stuff has some problems that we got to got to look at. But I think that, you know, the pass rush stuff to me is it's guys just got to, like, play better. I mean, like, you know, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence – you're more talented than their starters and their starters got hurt. So yeah. what, what, what's, yeah. you know, their offensive, both of their offensive tackles were both out of the game at certain points. So what's going on? Like you, 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 even if it's just four opportunities of, of drop back passes for you to get to the quarterback, you kind of convert it. Like you got to convert it, you know, and it's, it just wasn't happening. And, and you know, the defense was able to kind of make plays when you needed them at certain points. Finally, um, and then when they finally did, the Cowboys offense weren't able to kind of accentuate those those moments. And and that's, you know, when it became at a certain point in the, the like middle of the third quarter, the offense and the defense became like a negative feedback loop with itself. Right. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. the Cowboys couldn't stop anybody. And then finally they do get a stop. Uh, and, and it's kind of a moment like, OK, let's rally around this. And then the Cowboys three and out so fast that it basically has no effect on the end of the game. Um, and the, you know, the Jaguars are able to tie it up. And then obviously again, like uh, good moments in the defense, the Cowboys defense automatically steps up in, 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 in the, in the, in the overtime. Uh, but then, you know, a, a game that you think you've got it won, you, you feel confident that the Cowboys are going to be able to march down into at least field goal zones where you, you've got one of the things that you do feel like you're reliable with is, uh, for, which is crazy to say is your, your kicker. Uh, yeah. And then the unthinkable obviously happens. I mean, it, it, it was just there was just several key moments at that end of the game where things went from bad to worse. You know, like that's that's what it was. Like they, things were going okay, they were bad, and then suddenly they, it just went terrible. Yeah. Um, and it, and that was too much for the Cowboys to win. And Trevor Lawrence was playing too good there in the third and fourth quarter. There was a moment on offense in this game where it felt like, uh oh. They had this is their chance to close it, and they just didn't do it. I want to talk about that side of it uh, in just a second, but before we do that, let's tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a uh, 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Liam, the Cowboys offense for the most part, really good this game. You put up 34 points. They were moving the ball pretty efficiently. There was a drive in this game that I felt like turned the momentum around. I'll give it to you. Jacksonville in the second half, their second drive of the game, they threw an interception on like the fourth play. Um, The Cowboys start with the ball at Jacksonville's 42 yard line up 27 to, uh, sorry, up 24 to 10, right? You get a touchdown and you go up 31 to 10. This game is over. Just, just, it is. Here's that drive for Dallas. They go Tony Pollard minus two yard run. Dak Prescott to Schultz nine yards. And then they passed it, uh, Tony Pollard, deep down the sideline uh, in double coverage, incomplete. Dallas has to kick a field goal. They make it. From that point on, the game went touchdown Jacksonville, interception Dallas, touchdown Jacksonville, punt Dallas, touchdown Jacksonville. It's just those little moments this year that the Cowboys haven't been able to like capitalize on. And that's what's so frustrating. It's like, hey, the defense gets you an awesome stop, gives you great field position, and you gain nine yards. It's frustrating. Yeah, you know, it, it felt like in the second half, the Cowboys really struggled to consistently run the ball the way that they did in the first half. And, and, and I think that that's something that was, you know, really kind of a huge difference is that, is that it wasn't even just a matter of like them, you know, only getting two or three yards. It was like they were getting no yards or they had several negative runs. And it's just, I don't worry about that necessarily long. I, I don't worry about the negative run running aspect long-term because I think part of that is a result of the, all the kind of offensive line shuffling that's been going on. I think once they figure that out a little bit more and maybe Jason Peters' injury or whatever happened with him, I know he came back, but maybe that kind of does finalize things there a little bit more. But I, I do think that, you know, that's part is it's there's like a level of frustrating frustration that happens that like it feels like there are drives that happen in the second half where the Cowboys suddenly just don't have answers when they've had answers all game, weird. you know, it's and it's like, yeah, they get into one or two negative plays in like, you know, uh, uh, the first early parts of the downs and they and like they can't overcome it. And, and it's and, and it's not like they don't. It's not like that. There aren't times when they get behind the chains, like in the middle of a drive. Like it always seems to be a situation where they can't get that first first down. It's that first know? one. Once they get off the schneid a little bit, right? They're fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Just that it's, first, it's that. It's first, 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 first the first down. first down. It's just the first yard of a drive. Like just yeah. having one successful play to get started. Yeah, and and I think that that's kind of right where where they're having problems is you know there'll be a penalty they, which there wasn't so much of an issue here th- this game but but you know like there'll be a negative run and and it feels like there's been more of those lately than there has been in the past so you know I I think that the, obviously the Cowboys have dealt with injury there you know there's no Terrence Steele here but but I think that that will settle as the Cowboys offensive line kind of maybe doesn't Hopefully. rotate nearly as much. Um, but I am still concerned about the idea that, you know, it feels like one or two times a game in like critical moments, the offense like loses momentum or just seems like unable to kind down. of, yeah. And, and, and it's like, 
it's crazy because they they like you know, they you know the drives before that and then you'll see it in drives after it they'll be dominant you know it's like it's like that's not that never a problem it really is just trying to get that first you know positive gain on the some yeah. of these drives and, and then once they do they they kind of just seem to roll with that momentum I, I know people want us to talk about Tyron Smith uh, we can a little bit I think it's only fair that it's you and hard I with, go, yeah yeah we go back and watch the film. There was moments where he looked good. There was a couple of moments he got beat right off the snap, and that might be from just rust or not playing right tackle. Cadence, getting used cadence. to cadence again. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that more as the week goes on, but we should talk about the last play of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we should, right? Yeah, we should, but I mean, I, I, look, I mean – it, it, I mean, it happens. It was unfortunate. It was terrible. But I mean, and look, that again, like, it would be great if Noah Brown had, uh, it would be great, but like, it would be easier, I feel like, if Noah Brown had that, like, four drops this game, like, hadn't been able to do anything. Noah Brown played a pretty darn good football game in this game, but that was a v- eminently catchable ball. Um, and, it and most of the time, right. if you drop that, it just goes right to the ground. It doesn't. And, pop and up. that's that's what I'm talking about, right? Like that's what that's that's what seemingly has been happening lately. Is that it's not just that the Cowboys have had like okay, they they haven't done it right. It's that when they fail, it's like they oopsie Rube Goldberg their way into an interception, like you know nine out of ten times too. It's it's just like. It's maddening. The number of like volleyball ball goes up in the air interceptions this year, tipped pass. I mean, not really, not even tip passes. Like literally, balls just get that clap off of the the receivers' hands and just are free floating in the air with defenders on eyes on them. The number of times that's happened this year has just been outrageous, honestly. And you I know, mean, I, it was a, it was a fine throw. Throw wasn't anything part of it. it. Dak made a good play after having to kind of scramble around and look for a secondary receiver. It's just really bad, unfortunate luck, and it seems like I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's just so strange, right? Like they've gotten the, they've gotten some really nice bounces on defense, but on offense, man, it's been some weird things have happened to this, them this year on offense. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I, I mean, I, I, there are certainly you know, we're not even talking about Dak because I know the Twitter is probably exploding with you know he had, how he had one really bad back. throw on his first interception. The second one obviously is not his fault. It's not. Yeah, I I think he played a fantastic game. <laughs> I think he yeah. looks great. Um, that's the one thing that kind of continues to give me hope is that I think him and CD Lamb are <laughs> as good a uh, quarterback receiving duo as in the league right now. I mean. You know, so I, I think that that's something to hold hold on to. But I think right now you've got some issues that you still have to get resolved on the defensive line that you've got to get a pass rush back up and running again. Um, you've got to figure out your offensive line to get some stability there because I think it was affecting the stability of your run game. And the, you know, listen, the pass protection too, it wasn't perfect. There were definitely, no. Dak was getting pressured a lot, you know. Kyle so, Smith struggled a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. And and so I, I think, you know, some of these things are improvable and, and fixable. Some of them we've got to, you know, kind of kind of go out there and look for answers and, and, and it'll be interesting to see exactly what the, what the Cowboys come up with. It's just a tough loss because you I, – I, if the Cowboys would have won that game, right? Let's say they get to stop J. Ron Kirst tackles Evan Ingram inbounds, and Jacksonville doesn't have enough time for a field goal. I think we're feeling pretty good. You know, you survived a road game. Now you're going home against the Eagles. You're going to see if you can, you know, play against the best team maybe in the league, and if you can go toe to toe with them. Now, 
now it's tough, right? Like if you lose this game, what's going to be the motivation for this team the rest of the season? Is does Mike McCarthy start resting some of these guys? I, it's just going to be a weird end of the season for a team that basically has the number five seed locked up and still has three games left to play. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they've got things to work through. You know, even if we go, even if we go into this game and and we beat the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to have things to work work through on the other side of this. I mean, they're not a perfect team, and you know, no team is perfect. So I, I definitely think that you know, resting players this early, even if you, no matter what happens Saturday, right? We're playing Saturday, right? Yeah. No matter what happens Saturday, like it's. Whatever happens, even what no matter what happens after Christmas, like I think you still got to play some of these players. As, I just want to play better. I, yeah, I, I think they want to play better. You know, before they start getting into these in these playoff games, I don't think that they want to just sit folks and then hope for the best when they when it, you know they have to show up in Tampa or San Francisco or wherever they're going. You know, so I, I think it's they got they want to see themselves play better football, whether that's against Philadelphia or the following week. I don't know, but they're still more football that they would like to improve on. And I, they still got a ways to go. This is still a young team. There's still improvement that, that can be made. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's time to, it's, it's, it's time, time to, to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's time to kick it into gear at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this uh, is, a, maybe this is one of those losses that kicks them into the gear. Maybe this is what they, you know, we, we say that uh, every time they lose, but I, I would have thought know. the barely beating the Texans last week would have done it, but Maybe not. Maybe they actually yeah. needed to lose a game uh, a little bit. And maybe this is a good wake-up call that, hey, you can't just sleepwalk for a quarter at a time and think that you're always going to be able to come back and win these games. Like, you've got to put teams away in the NFL, especially now, right? Like, and we saw this all weekend long. At, at least it wasn't, you know, I, I will say this. At least it wasn't more of the same. You know, it wasn't. A, a slow start that like, you know, they finally wake up from at the end. Like I know we lost this game and that's not, not reassuring, but it like it, you know, that's it's at least that's not some kind of chronic thing that can kind of continues to haunt the Cowboys necessarily. Yeah. So maybe they've figured out a new way to lose games. Who knows? All right. Uh, that is it for today's show. We'd like to thank you for making locked on Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to locked on sports today podcast. Peter Burkowski brings you the biggest stories Uh, from around the sports world in 20 minutes, get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders locked on sports today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Landon, we got a, we got a busy week coming up. We're going to be doing some all 22 stuff. We've got to get ready for this big Eagles game. I guess maybe it's not so big, but it's a big rivalry game. It's still Uh, a big game. It's still a big game. Who cares? Anytime you play the Eagles, no matter what the records are, it's a big game. Yeah. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.